Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Western Sydney Business Podcast. My name is Thomas Mosca, and this series is designed to interview people from around Western Sydney who are working to make it a city of the future. In this episode, I sit down with Matthew Deeth, who's the mayor of Wallandilly Shire Council, and talk all exciting projects happening in the region. We are good to go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Western Sydney Business Podcast. I'm here with the Mayor of Wollandilly Shire Council, Matthew Deeth. G'day, Matt. G'day, Thomas. Good to be with you. Yeah, and you too. And you too. Thanks for joining me via Zoom. Everyone's uh, adapting to working from home and all these, these great new things. Um, so how long have you been the Mayor of Wollandilly? So roughly it's coming up to about two years that um, I've been mayor, but I've been a councillor since 2016. So coming up four years and we've uh, got the good news that we'll be extended another further year uh, by our Office of Local Government. So um, yeah, so looking forward to getting a whole lot more done with the extra time. Yep, great. And so have you always been in politics or what were you doing before your time in politics? No, actually, uh, this is my first foray into politics. Um, I actually work for a marketing agency in North Sydney. Nice. Uh, So I've certainly uh, had experience in the private sector, but um, certainly getting into the public side of things is um, quite different and has um, been a really good learning curve for me. Yep, and so I saw online that you have lived in Wollandilly your whole life. So did you travel in North Sydney for when you were with the marketing agency? Yeah, so I, um, I'm very grateful that I live close to the end of the uh, MacArthur line in Sydney, which yep. uh, means that I can get into the city quite quickly on public transport. Excellent. Um, which is great. So to give everyone an idea, some of the areas in, uh, in the Wollandilly are Picton, Menangle, Wilton and Tarmore. So those are some of the probably more major ones, at least off the top of my head. Um, a couple of things I've got down here that Wollandilly is on the cusp of the biggest increase in growth the region has ever seen. And obviously there's a lot of talk about it as a residential growth pocket. Are you seeing that and are you pushing that? Yeah, look, certainly, um, I, I guess to give you, a, just to take a step back and give you a bit of a sure. broader context for Wollandilly uh, and also the region. Um, Wollandilly is effectively, if you picked up Wollandilly and took it and put it over the greater Sydney area, which is mm-hmm. the Sydney Bowl, um, it's the same size. So it's a really big area. Crazy. Um, we have, uh, in terms of the makeup of the Shire, there's no one real central, um, uh, I guess, town centre as such. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got 17 villages. So it's that very villagey, um, you know, English style type of uh, uh, local government area, which is, yep. um, provo- uh, has positives and, and negatives as well. Um, the, I guess the broader context for the region is, as you are aware, we're uh, situated in a peri-urban fringe uh, where we're starting to uh, make the shift from a, um, a more a rural scene to uh, a more rural and urban area. So, I understand. Uh, and, and would that be like Tarmore and, and Thelmy, those areas that are being developed? Is that what you're, you're alluding to? Yeah, well, certainly um, the areas, we've, we've actually um, got a quite clear vision for what we uh, anticipate for um, how we're going to be managing the growth. And that is to actually really focus our efforts on the growth corridor. So yep. the growth corridor is really extends from the airport up in the, in the west around um, Penrith in the Warragamba area. Yep. And it actually follows down through Camden uh, and uh, the southwest all the way down to Wilson. Uh, yep. And that's where we're trying to focus our growth. 
uh, and ensuring that we can maintain that rural lifestyle that everybody um, is wanting to come out and live in. I understand. Yeah, you don't move to Wollongong for you know CBD lifestyle. I understand that completely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, and I mean the other the other you know reason behind that is we want to ensure that we can focus all the energy and the infrastructure dollars that are required. Uh, to servicing these new areas to one key focused area that's um, uh, delivered in sequence so that rather than um, a, a piecemeal ad hoc approach that goes right across the whole shire, mm. uh, doesn't make sense and we can't service it from infrastructure over the future years. So um, I, I guess that's where we're coming from. And um, uh, Wallandilly is very big compared yeah, to a lot of other PGAs in the Great Sydney area. So, um, yeah, we've got a lot of, a lot of room to... Um, uh, move and, and we've got a lot of opportunities and we, we have the ability to be picky in um, Wallandilly. We can actually uh, have the ability to be able to choose the very best of the best. So just from a planning context, just to give you an idea, um, uh, going back uh, probably 12 months ago, we had 46 or so planning proposals. Yeah. Now any, you know, just the average for any one council is probably maybe two to three. So. Uh, that meant that we can actually really focus on what do we really want for our area. We, yep. we are um, we're embracing um, the uh, growth that's going to be coming, yep. uh, but then also really wanting to focus and be able to say yes, this fits with our vision, and no, this doesn't. Yeah, I think uh, and I think that's you're, you, I think that's really good. Not everything has to be you know residential lot subdivisions as small as possible, maximizing profit. You know, you like. People are, as, as we said before, not moving to Wool and Dilly for, to live, you know, right next to people. You need that yeah. rural lifestyle in Sydney, absolutely. Yes, and, and look, we've got the space to be able to provide those different types of housing types as well. We, we, you know, very much acknowledge that we need to be providing much more in terms of housing um, variability and, and yep. uh, affordability. So, like, I think that we have the opportunity to be able to get it right in Wollandilly, unlike other areas that may not have as much flexibility to be able to deliver. Yep. No, and fair enough. I was looking online and the 2016 census said that um, the population was approximately 50,000 people. Has that grown since, since that last came out? Do you know those figures? Yeah. Yeah. So look, we were looking at roughly at the moment, uh, I think about, um, 57,000 residents in the area. We've got 27,000 ratepayers roughly. Yeah, um, and we're uh, certainly got a growth rate that is above two percent at this stage. So, where the growth has been coming from has been around um, uh, our existing local towns and villages in the area of Picton, Tarmel, Thornley. We've yep. probably seen about um, the uh, a rezoning of about uh, ten five to ten thousand uh, uh, like a yield in that area, and so yep. that's been coming online, and that's where we've seen the growth come from. Fantastic. And so I saw on, uh, you posted on Twitter, you recently received $30 million in funding as a part of the Western Sydney, so the Western City Deal Livability Fund. So what, where, where are those funds going to be going? What are people going to be seeing um, changing in Wallandilly as a result of those funds? Yeah, so look, this is, um, this is part of the Western City City Deal, which I'm not too mm -hmm. sure if you're familiar with, but um, it's, a, um, it's a partnership between all three levels of government that yep. really focuses on uh, delivering the Western City, which is part of the Greater Sydney Commission's uh, three, three city plan. Uh, and we actually form part of the Western City. Yeah. Uh, and the city deal is really about around the airport and uh, enacting a whole range of things around there and seeing the growth uh, and providing a place that's uh, going to be fantastic for residents to be able to 
work, live and play. And that's where yep. the livability funds came from. Um, there was $15 million put up by the state and federal government, which we're very grateful for. Uh, and then we've, we've matched the other third of the funding to actually get to uh, $20 million. Now that $20 million has actually gone to a range of projects, but the, pri uh, the main one is on our cultural uh, uh, civic uh, precinct, mm -hmm. uh, which is in Picton, which is going to provide a, um, a great community space with a performance space, um, yep. a upgraded to our existing Shire Hall, a new uh, library into the future, um, a you know a market space uh, like outdoor village green yeah uh, and uh, and a whole range of other uh, multi-purpose buildings for community use as well so that's that project and then within all the other villages we've had smaller scale projects from regional skate parks to reach upgraded yep. uh, uh, regional sporting facilities to um, exercise equipment being placed in outdoor exercise equipment being placed in each um, Village. Yeah, so really focusing on the livability, right? For all these, um, for all these little smaller towns, you're really focusing on the livability of Wallandilly as opposed to just maximising development. But it's more about the livability of the whole place. Is is the feel that I'm getting? Yeah, look, it's it's, uh, and I can see that the industry is also moving in this direction along with um, government as well. Is that it's around making great places. Mm. Uh, so we're really focused on. Uh, what is it that makes this place such a great place to live uh, in making sure that we capsulate that and enhance that into the future uh, so that people um, are able to, uh, you know, be able to work, live and play in the areas that they actually live. I, I think one of the great goals of the uh, Greater Sydney Commission's plan was the 30-minute city. Now, yes, it's very uh, a lofty goal, uh, mm -hmm. but certainly I think that's something we should all be striving for and, and COVID-19 and just the environment we find ourselves in has really shifted the paradigm in how we actually look at um, how we're able to work uh, in the places that we also live as well. So I yeah, think crazy, yeah. it's going to be fundamentally shifted and we're going to see a completely different way of how we build our communities into the yep. future. Well, speaking of, of Picton, I had a, a question come in from a listener. So this is from Matthew Satori of Shear Property Group. And he asks, what kind of social services do you think are needed in Picton? Uh, example, disability housing, childcare and healthcare. Yeah, look, this is a really great question from Matthew. Um, it is a major deficit that we do have in Wallandilly is provided of those social services that help to underpin the needs in the community. Mm -hmm. um, disability service is one of them. So respite care, um, at the moment there is only one, uh, it's one location in the Shire where you can get and there are limited spaces okay. there. Yep. Um, so there is a real strong need for more of that within the Shire. Otherwise you could actually travel to Bankstown. So that's a... That's a wow. 45 minute. Yeah, that's a substantial journey. Yeah, that has, needs, uh, you know, respite for anyone that they're caring for. Uh, similarly, with um, uh, the social needs around social housing, um, we have uh, quite a number of, we, you know, when, when domestic violence uh, comes into play and you've got mothers that are actually needing to be separated mm -hmm. um, uh, or, you know, the families need to be broken up in some way, uh, the only place that they actually can actually go to is either Campbelltown or much further into Bankstown and on. Um, wow. There is no housing in Wallandilly that's able to provide that service. So it's a real need um, that's needed out in the Shire um, and certainly something that hasn't been solved yet. Okay. Um, another question I had I saw online was the MacArthur 2040 growth plan. 
And, I, I, you know, that's been the Glenfield to MacArthur Coral. That seems to have been thrown around for, you know, quite some time, but I haven't really seen anything happen. Are you guys impacted by the MacArthur 2040 growth? And, and what does that mean for Wallandilly? Yeah, so the, the MacArthur 20, uh, 2040 plan actually is, it takes into consideration that, that growth corridor that I was talking about. So yep. from Campbelltown all the way down to Wilton is uh, what makes up that Greater MacArthur plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in the early stages. It has, uh, we have done a, a, a fair amount of work, but there needs to be more done in that planning space, yep. uh, particularly around the infrastructure needs. And that's uh, something that we are concerned about. And certainly from council's perspective, our focus is on uh, developing Wilton uh, in yep. sequence first. We don't want to develop the whole of the corridor at once. Otherwise, it's just going. We're going to be, you know, uh, the infrastructure dollars will be competing with the same infrastructure dollars. So yep. we want to do it in sequence. Um, it was good to see that Rob Stokes actually came out the other day. Sorry, towards the end of last year, and actually announced a new way forward for mm-hmm. um, the a number of uh, large planning uh, proposals for the yep. state. And Graham MacArthur fell into that bucket of a collaborative space, uh, working alongside the councils and the state government to deliver um, that that corridor. So that's really encouraging that um, the state government has um, seen and understood that councils do play a very strong role in actually um, putting together the, these plans. So uh, looking forward to moving that forward yeah. um, in, in future in the next year actually or yeah great okay i suppose these things just take you you'd rather plan now and get it right than rush it just to have a new planning document out there to, to look pretty i guess and i think you know credit to you guys for taking the time to do it correctly and look the other thing is too is that we uh you know we also acknowledge our role in actually in the economic recovery for COVID 19 yeah so um we are actually doing everything we possibly can to speed up actually to deliver we see that as the best place to be able to put some runs on the board and get some really strong construction economic yep, activity occurring. Meanwhile, we're planning the rest of the corridor. So, yes, we're boosting and speeding up Wilton, uh, and yes, we're continuing to plan for the rest of the corridor. Okay, great. Uh, another audience question came in from Nick Estefan of Colliers International. Speaking of development, his question is: How has the mining subsidence through corridor and surrounding suburbs affected development proposals? Is there any anticipation on working with relevant authorities to mitigate restrictions uh, and to, to push along the development of the land? And yeah, you know, it's a pretty broad question with mining. Answer it as best you can. Um, I just thought I'd make sure I'd ask that, seeing as we're talking about development. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tough question. Um, it is something that is, hasn't really been fully resolved. I mean, mm. mining is one of the largest employers in Wallandilly and we have two major large mines in Wallandilly. Yep. Um, the subsidence issue is varies depending on where the location of the planning proposal is. For Wilton, um, it has been resolved by the proponents who were able to go out and actually negotiate a deal with the two uh, yep. okay. mining companies to actually resolve the mining rights there, which was a really great um, outcome for the for the growth of that corridor. Um, the other planning proposals uh, is being difficult, particularly around areas around Bargo, where there are yep. um, plans currently in before Department of Planning in relation to the expansion of um, the Tarmore Colliery. Uh, so that means that areas around Bargo are not necessarily being considered uh, by the Department of Planning at this stage because oh, yep. of uh, mine subsidence. Other areas that mining has already uh, been completed in are actually ready to go now. We're actually seeing that coming out the other side of the, that 
those different areas can actually proceed. Um, but I mean, uh, while mining is a challenge, I think the other thing is you've got to really understand the new planning context that we find ourselves in with the local strategic planning statements yep. that have just been brought in by all, all um, local governments. And that is most planning proposals will now actually have to go through that process of being assessed against those as well yep. as the district grades. So, Yes, uh, Minds of Science is an issue, but we've also then got to actually make sure that the existing planning proposals adhere to the new um, planning framework. Yeah, and I think you guys have the space, as you said, developing Wilton first and the developers and, and the relevant authorities have yeah. you know, spoken and sorted those issues out themselves. So it can happen, um, but you're not, there's no need to basically rush anything when there is so much space. Um, I, think that's, I yeah. think it's a pretty smart thing to do. One topic that is you know, the talk of the town everywhere is the Western Sydney Airport. Um, what's the sentiment amongst the Western, about Western Sydney Airport amongst the people of Wollandilly? Positive, negative? What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, look, um, is, uh, from my understanding of the community is that it, within the greater Wollandilly area, it's actually quite neutral. Everybody's actually thinks it's a, uh, you know, it's a good thing that the airport will be there on our doorstep. It will yep. be... Um, Similar travel times for most of Wallandilly as it is to the existing airport yep. mascot. Um, I guess the areas up around Silverdale and Warwick Amber are mm -hmm. still feeling quite cautious about it because the flight paths are still yet to be determined and won't be. I think the first draft is going to be out in 2021 or okay, yep. with the finalisation by 23 or something or other. So that's there's a lot of uncertainty up there. There's a lot of uncertainty around uh, the restrictions on land uses in and around there. There's been yep. a number of planning proposals up the Warwick Silverdale area that haven't been able to proceed because of um, the the aircraft um, uh, that may have a... The, I guess the, the state government and the federal government have made it pretty clear that they really don't want to have any of those land use conflicts underneath the corridors like yeah. we have seen in the Sydney areas. So they're quite focused on making sure that they preserve those spaces for um, compatible land uses, which is what we're starting to work through with the landholders up there at this stage. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, this is a, it's a game changer for the region, and I think that's how we've got to think about it. Is yeah, of course. This isn't just, the airport isn't just about Wallandilly. This is actually a game changer for the whole of Western Sydney and further Certainly. down. So, I mean, we're talking to the Illawarra about how do we start to build the um, the case for infrastructure investment with linking down into the Illawarra. Yep. So upgrade Picton Highway and and those types of strategic um, uh, focuses uh, that are really going to make sure that we uh, really get the most opportunity out of the um, Western Sydney Airport. Yeah, I think that's great. It's about Western Sydney Airport is coming. It affects you guys. How can you also then branch out and utilise that to connect with the other regions and improve Wollandilly, not just through the airport, but as you said, Illawarra as well, which is a very, very smart thing to be doing. Credit to you. But it's also, then also yeah, it's also about um, playing to our strengths as well. So we yeah. have a you know a strong market gardens and agricultural base here. Certainly. So playing to that agribusiness uh, uh, opportunity there is is, is a no brainer. Mm. Same with uh, the tourism opportunity. I mean, that's why we've put up our latest, which is the um, the Great Burragreen Valley Walk, which yep, is a that. three yeah three hundred and sixteen k loop walk, which we know is going to be a game changer for tourism and building that iconic itinerary right down to the south coast and back. Beautiful. Now that is good. There's a lot happening. A lot happening. Oh. Anything else that, that's happening in Wollandilly you want to talk to us about and let people know about? Um, yeah, look, I, I think I, 
one of the one of the challenges is yes, we do have a large amount of residential growth that will be coming into Wollongong with sixteen thousand planned at Wilton, and then a further eighteen thousand in the whole rest of the um, Greater Macarthur corridor. Mm. Um, but I, I think one of the things that we're really focused on is um, provision of jobs, uh, and that's why we're looking at how do we actually fast track and improve or rezone um, employment lands in Wollongong to tr really yep. try and. Um, uh, I mean, we've got an aspirational goal of one job for every house that's actually going to be coming into Wollongong. So yeah. we need to be doing just as much work to be the catalyst in bringing jobs to the region as well. Um, so we're focused on on um, lands at Malden and Wilton yep. um, and rezoning those because that makes sense strategically to focus them around the... Yeah, there's some existing industrial there, some major highways. And if you look at, and I have looked at the Wilton plan, there is a lot of future employment areas under investigation. So it seems you guys really want to push that employment. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we don't want to be a satellite suburb. We don't want to be a dormitory suburb where people actually have to travel out of. That's one of the challenges of Wild yep. is... Um, close to 70% of the Shire actually travel outside of the Shire to actually for employment. Um, we want to actually reverse that. So we need to be doing great. everything we possibly can to actually stop that from occurring. That's great. You guys have some fantastic ambitions. I look forward to, you know, continuing to watch them. Um, I thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I think we've covered some, some great information on Wall and Dilly. I think there's a lot to be excited about over the next, you know, two and even five years for this region. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited and look, come back and check in in five years' time to see the, uh, the changes occur. Perfect. I look forward to it. Matt, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. I look forward to having you in another episode. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Thomas. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to that episode of the Western Sydney Business Podcast. If you enjoyed that, you can find more information on Wollandilly Shire Council's website. If you'd like to listen to other episodes, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube.